0: we give God praise today, amen? Aren't you grateful? The presence of God is in the house today. I'm excited to see what the Lord is going to do today, amen? First and foremost, thank you for joining us. For those of you who are here in person, amen, those that are online today, why don't we give God praise together. We believe that the presence of God is here, and God is doing an amazing work, amen? Amen. Special thanks for our very important individuals in the house today. They're going to be baptized today in Jesus' name. Amen. We're giving you special honor, and we're going to baptize you right at the conclusion of our worship service today. And I am just grateful to see what God is going to do in your life in the coming days. Amen. We also have some very important individuals in the house today. Um, These are students from UGST, Urshan Graduate School of Theology, uh, Lynette Salazar, as well as Kristen Nichols. They're right here in the front. I want to give them special welcome here at the sanctuary. Glad that they're visiting with us here today. And I'm grateful to see what God is going to do in the house today. Amen. I I'm grateful that any time we gather together with God's people, it's an opportunity to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Why don't we give God praise today? Just lift our hands to God and give God praise for all that he's about to do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. As I was preparing for this particular sermon, I'm embarking upon a a brand new sermon series. There's a story of this young man, his name is Scott, and Scott received a parrot as a gift. So this parrot, he's got the his bad attitude, he's got an even worse vocabulary. So Scott tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by, you know, consistently saying polite things, nice things to the bird, playing soft music, anything he could think of to try to clean up this bird's vocabulary. Finally, Scott was fed up. He yells at the parrot. The parrot yells back at him, got angrier and even ruder. In desperation, what does Scott do? He takes the bird, throws the bird into the freezer. You could hear the bird squawking through the door, and then there was silence. Scott's heart began racing, fearing that for somehow, someone he's actually hurt the parrot, so he quickly takes him out. Then the parrot calmly tells Scott, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and actions. I'm sincerely remorseful for my inappropriate transgressions and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. Well, first of all, it's a lot of words for a bird, but anyhow. Scott asks the parrot, just before he's about to ask the parrot how, wow, this is such a dramatic change. What's happened? The bird continues. I've got this question. May I ask, what did the turkey do? <laughs> it is Thanksgiving, folks. We're getting close. <laughs> my, 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 sure. I'm guessing we could all use a little bit of an attitude adjustment every now and again. Amen? Amen. Sure, hopefully we won't be thrown in some freezer and then realize that there's a problem. Gratitude, gratefulness, thankfulness, appreciative. These are the words that we're supposed to hear every November. However, with all the struggles and we've experienced during this difficult election season from COVID, from all that we're facing even now as a nation, we haven't been really able to focus much On those things. You see, we we find turmoil. We see confusion all around us. In fact, we have more questions than answers right now. We've got problems. We all desire peace, right? It seems like there can be a lot of stress. Even right now, there's stress and anxiety in our world more than ever before. It is difficult to tune out the noise. But here's the thing. People in our world today, they're looking to the church. They're looking to you as individuals. What will be our response in the face of turmoil or uncertainty, all right, in the middle of unrest? What will be the church's response in this moment? I want you to know that th- this is my my prayer today, is that gratitude will be the choice of the church today. I choose gratitude an attitude of gratitude, to be thankful for what God has done and what God is able to do in our lives in the coming days. Amen. Because gratitude is really a condition of the heart. It's an attitude of our hearts. It's a posture of worship, of choosing to bless God no matter the circumstances we find ourselves So this year, particularly with all that's going on in our world today, I'm choosing gratitude this Thanksgiving season. Anybody with me today? I choose to honor the Lord. I choose to live in a state of thankfulness, amen, for what God has done every single day of my life. I feel like we could do a better job, oftentimes, of counting our blessings daily. Thanksgiving, it gives me an opportunity to reflect on what are the good things, what are some of the positives that are occurring in my life. It allows me to refocus my priorities on the main thing and choose to live a life filled with gratitude. So how do we choose gratitude? Man, that's, that's a, the million dollar question at times, right? It's a choice for sure, but one that we cannot do in our own strength. If there's ever a time to focus on Jesus Christ, today is that day. Do you believe that today? We need to focus on Jesus Christ, on Christ alone today, the solid rock I will stand, amen. Therefore, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to focus a message on developing thankfulness and appreciation, amen. Amen. Possessing fruits of the Spirit. But the big thing is, we've got to first understand this thing. The, the foundation that sustains gratitude, it's worship. The foundation that sustains gratitude, living in a state of thankfulness, is worship. Worship is the key to our relationship to God through our worship. Worship means that we step off the throne of our heart and give Jesus Christ the rightful place as ruler and Lord in our lives. Jesus needs to be the one as the center of our lives every day, amen? No matter what's going on in the circumstances around us, I choose to allow Jesus to rule and reign supreme in my life. No matter what's going on outside the four walls of the church, no matter what's going on in our nation or in our society, I choose to focus on Jesus Christ and know that he is my Redeemer. He is my Savior. He is my Lord today, amen? Can someone agree with me today and trust that God is in control of our hearts and our lives today. Amen. If we want to become grateful people, we've got to become individuals who are extravagant in our worship. Extravagant worshipers probably have a picture of what it means to worship now, depending on your church background. When you think of worship, you may think of classical sacred music. You may think of no singing at all. Perhaps the word worship brings about images of individuals sitting quietly in church, heads bowed, praying, or meditating, some bowing, even kneeling. Perhaps you're raised in a church similar to this, and you envision a scene with individuals with hands raised, individuals moving with with loud music, amen. People that enjoy loud music. By the way, I love loud music, all right. (laughs) You're clapping, your your feet are moving. You hear words such as amen, hallelujah, praise God, in the middle of the worship service, as well as during the preaching, Amen? amen. Know what I'm talking about. Oh, come on, someone, amen. You know what I'm talking about, all right. That is what I'm talking about. For some, that is what worship means. Some of you, man, do you go to one of those crazy churches <laughs> that's loud and have music and drums and guitars and, and, and bass and what that, well, Yeah, and guess what? In fact, I'm just crazy for Jesus. (laughs) Therefore, I'm willing to worship the Lord with every part of my body, amen, my mouth, my hands, my eyes. I elevate my heart to God, amen. The Bible talks about stringed instruments, the loud sounding instruments, whatever it takes. Why? Because I am a spirit-filled, Bible-centered, Pentecostal by experience. I believe the Word of God is central to my life. Therefore, I will trust in the Word of God and allow God to rule and reign supreme in my life every single day of every single moment. Amen. Now if I'm thinking though that worship is all about the noise. If it's only about the noise, can I say that we may have missed the boat? Right. Turn and someone say, "Hey, I don't want to miss the boat." Don't want to miss the boat. No, don't want to miss the boat. No. Worship it must start in the heart. Amen. It's something that bubbles up from within us. And so, no amount of clapping, loud singing, meditating, kneeling will matter if our heart is not. In it, Okay, it's got to come from the heart. Scripture shows us how important worship is to the Lord. We can't have gratitude without worshiping the Lord, and we can't worship the Lord without doing it His way. Therefore, worship is foundational for us living a life filled with gratitude. Amen. I want to choose gratitude today. Amen. Somebody with me today, I want to choose to live in a state of thankfulness. Amen. The Bible says in John chapter 4 and verse 23, it reads this way. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit yeah. and truth. Amen? So, today we're gonna to preach on this thought gratitude, the heart of worship. Gratitude, the heart of worship. Do you wanna cultivate a pure spirit of gratitude? Then I would say we must dedicate and devote our lives. To Jesus Christ, truly be a, a worshiper of the Lord every single day. In fact, the book of Acts reveals how the first church, how they gathered daily for worship in the Jerusalem temple and in the homes of believers. There was connection. There was community. There was something about the church being unified around a common set of beliefs. They devoted themselves to instruction in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship and prayer amen what we see in the bible is paul and silas singing in a prison what an amazing example of worship Acts 16 shares a time that christians were singing praises in the middle of their problems these two men were beaten bruised and shackles yet their worship was pure It was heartfelt. It was a genuine, there was an honest worship. This song caught heaven's attention, and God delivered these individuals out of their circumstance. Can I tell someone today, sometimes in the middle of our problem state, in the middle of our problems and storms of life, we've got to set those aside for a moment and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords and declare that Jesus Christ is worthy of all praise, of all honor, and glory. He is my king. He is my Lord. He is my savior. He is the one that died on Calvary so that I might have eternal life through Jesus Christ. I'm thankful today for God's grace. I'm thankful today for the mercy of God. Amen. And amen. When we are faced with things in this life, can I implore you and encourage you, brothers and sisters, young people, turn to Jesus. Amen. Turn to Jesus. When the enemy attacks our lives, here's the deal. He can never imprison your praise. All right. Come on, somebody. you got to know when the enemy is attacking everything, when the world is shaking and the problems are all around you, you have no idea you're in the middle of your lion's den experience. That's not the time to, to simply bawl and squall and say, no, I don't have an answer to this. No, we serve a God who can deliver you out of the lion's den today. He can deliver you out of the fiery furnace today. He can understand this, that he is with you and he is for you today. Amen. A.W. Tozer shared this. We must never rest until everything inside us worships God. Everything within us. It's not just lip service, something I do to show other people, yeah, I'm a worshiper. No, it's something generated from the heart. Worship is making that which is internally invisible, visible to an outside world. Amen? Amen. My worship demonstrates that my heart is with the Lord. What is it filled with today? In fact, worship shows the depth of love and devotion that I have to my Lord today. Worship is something that is real. It's vulnerable. It is life-giving, life-changing with someone who is greater than me. Amen. Most of us would understand, like, look, if I'm going to be genuine as a genuine worshiper, today, I've got to focus my attention upon the Lord. Amen. Something that declares I desire today to be a true worshiper of God, no matter the problems that come my way. Amen. Amen. What kind of worship do I need to have? It must exude joy in my life. It must be filled with the love of God every single day worship that sustains me through the high times and the low times worship that transforms me and transforms everybody around me what am i talking about because when i am filled with godly praise and godly worship within it is contagious have you ever been around someone who's filled with joy You can't help but either, you know, either say, well, that guy's, I don't know what that guy's doing, but man, what in the world? Or you say, man, there's something positive about that person. What is it? Oh, they've got the joy of the Lord in their heart. It's bubbling within them. And all of a sudden it rises to the surface and it changes the atmosphere of the room. Hey, there's something to be said when Jesus Christ is living inside of you. It changes everything. Why? We can live in a state of gratitude and worship today. Why? Because he is our Lord and our Savior and our Savior and victory is found in him today. Praise God. I want to be that kind of worshiper, amen? I want to be that kind of worshiper. It's probably helpful at this point in my sermon to understand that everybody, by the way, is a worshiper, period. The only difference is the object of my worship. What am I worshiping? Come on, turn to someone and say, hey, I know I worship something. <laughs> I worship something, all right? Okay, let's keep on going with that. The simple truth about worship is worship attributes value. In other words, worship is valuing one thing simply above another thing. Whether it's an object, a person, an idea, it's literally worth-ship. Worship declares something to be worthy, worth something. So when we sing praises to God, we are worshiping, amen, Him. We are proclaiming that God is the greatest possible worth in my life. His value is high, amen. It's more than rubies. It's more than gold and silver. It's more than homes or land. When we say that I want to worship God, we're testifying that his power exceeds every king, every president, every leader in history. We declare the glory of his holiness and how it outshines the billions of stars in our galaxy. When we worship God, we are saying that nothing else compares to him. Oh, would someone worship God for a moment? because he is above all today. He's greater than all today. Everything in creation, it pales in comparison to the sovereign Lord of the universe. Praise God. When we worship God, we're saying that he is on the throne of the world and of our lives. Revelation chapter 4 and 11 shares, you are worthy our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. Everybody say all things things. and by your will, they were created and have their, In other words, they have their value, their worth, their purpose for living, for being in existence. God alone is worthy of our praise, of our love, of our devotion, our service. Why? Because of who he is and because what he has done. Worship is actively desiring and seeking after the greatest thing in life, to worship something is to make the pursuit of it the overriding goal in life. That's what Jesus is talking about in Mark chapter 12 and verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Everyone say all. All. With all your soul. Everyone say all. All. With all your mind. Everyone say all. All. With all your strength. Everybody say "All." all. This is the first commandment. That's what worship is. It's all in. Everybody say, hey, it's all in today, amen. I want to be all in for Jesus today. I want to be all in in my worship of the Lord, my dedication, my devotion unto him. That's what worship is about, valuing something so highly that you'll give everything for it. Matthew said in chapter 13, in the gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verse 44, again, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid for the joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Why? True worship means we are treasuring the things of God so highly, that we will give everything in exchange... For them. It's an attitude that says, whatever it takes for me to know and experience God, that is what I am willing to do today. Amen. I don't want to experience Godship with the Lord. No, God in my spiritual walk. I don't want to have a surface-level relationship with the Lord. No, God, deepen my roots today. Make strong in you so that when the winds blow and the storms come, that nothing will stand in my way, nothing will push me over because I've had a relationship relationship with you a depth in my heart today i choose to be a worshipper of jesus christ anybody with me today i choose to be a worshipper of the lord the fact is everybody worships something because god created us all to be worshipers it's part of what means what it means to be a human being made created in the image of God. If we refuse to worship God, then we will be driven to find something else to worship. And so it's not a matter of whether we will worship, but what we will worship. It's not a matter of question of, you know, we're, we're going to worship or not. What are we going to worship? Paul writes in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, Yes, he knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God. Or even give him thanks begin to think up foolish ideas of what god was like as a result their minds became dark and confused claiming to be wise they instead became utter fools instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living god they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles so god abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired as a result in vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. Heaven help us that we never trade the truth for a lie. I refuse to be deceived, amen. I refuse to trade the truth for a lie today, amen. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who's worthy of eternal praise, amen. Amen. Paul, what are he trying to tell us? What are he trying to tell the church in Rome? Well, our society is becoming more and more diverse with all sorts of expressions of religious beliefs. Maybe you haven't seen your neighbors literally bow down to some idol before, but with my Hindu family background and my own family, I've seen idol worship firsthand. I've seen shrines in homes. I've seen meal sacrifices to stone idols. As we see more diversity in our world and in our culture, the worship of idols will become more Prominent, doesn't mean there's no such thing as idol worship though in our current society. Mainstream culture may not be praying to Vishnu, but we tend to worship other things, money, success, physical beauty, recreation, my me time, sports. (laughs) Whatever we organize our lives around, whatever we put first, whatever we seek above all else, that is what we worship. Even if that's not the label that we use, that is worship. Fundamentally, we by nature are worshipers of self, (laughs) seeking our own welfare, our own happiness, whatever makes me happy as the greatest thing, the greatest good in life. And so our God given drive to worship is diluted, it's perverted. Therefore, my goal isn't to encourage you to worship. You're already worshiping. Everyone here in the room, everyone online today, you are worshiping something. The question is, what is the object of your devotion? Is it God or is it something else? My goal today is to help us realize that the only one who is worthy today of being worshiped is Jesus Christ, our Messiah, our King, our Savior, our Redeemer. The one who paid the price on Calvary, our substitute for our sin. The one that now we can be baptized in his name. And when we come out of those waters, our sins are washed away forever in a sea of forgetfulness. Jesus Christ, God alone, he is the one who is worthy of our worship. Worship are worthy of our praise today. Let we just take a moment and elevate him in our hearts and our minds today? Amen. Yeah. Worship belongs to God alone, and worship comes from the heart. Worship, it comes from the heart. God isn't fooled by outward appearances We may sing the songs, share our thoughts about the Bible or in a Bible study, be involved in small group, serve even in children's ministry, greeting people, helping people as they come to church. These are all tremendous, serving God and serving the kingdom, all important. These are great. But if our religion is only external, Mm -hmm. we're going through the motions. We're not worshiping God from the depths of our hearts. And when that doesn't happen we're not really accomplishing what God intended us to do. In fact, it's empty worship. He's not interested in a pseudo-worship today. God desires the real thing. Amen. I want to be an individual that is called by his name today, worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords from the depths of my heart. Something that exudes the poor, out of the pores of my life to say, hey, there's something about that guy. What is it? Oh, he's a worshiper of God. He believes that God is able to deliver him. He believes and he has a faith that's above the circumstances. He's in, oh, that we would have a David." Today, stand in the gap against the Goliaths of the world and say, yes, if God is for me, who will be against me today? I stand today on God's side. I will trust in his power and in his power and grace being made real in me. The Lord said to Isaiah, twenty in Isaiah 29 and verse 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth, honor me with their lips, But their hearts, their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. Why is that going on in the Old Testament? I mean, it's prophet Isaiah. What's going on? Because it happened back then. (laughs) This isn't something new. There's nothing new under the sun, by the way. Okay. Alright, this is we've gone, we've gone around this mountain a few times already. We we get the drill, we understand. So here's what God is. Look, I understand, I've seen this before. The prophet Isaiah is trying to tell us, look, there, these people, they're coming in, they're talking about it. They they believe in it, but there's something in their heart that's not quite where it needs to be. And that's not what God wants. In fact, God, if He doesn't have your heart, then nothing else really matters, right? <laughs> God, I mean, we've got to do this thing for real. It's got to be a real deal here. we got to be singing and willing to sing praises to God from our hearts. But if our heart is cold, we're not worshiping. We're just singing a song. Just singing a song. What do you do when you find yourself in this position? Well, for instance, you find your, your body's there, right? You hear your mouth singing the words. Faith, face might be smiling. <laughs> Hands might even be clapping but your heart's not encouraged yet. Words are coming from your mouth, from the the lungs within you, but it's not from the heart. What do you do? It's the moment when you decide, I choose to become a worshiper of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I declare His goodness and His grace in my life. I'm thankful for the work of Calvary, the finished work of Calvary in my life. I believe God's got a work for me, a plan and a purpose. He's created me today, amen, to be a worshiper of Him. So today I want to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Oh, I don't want to wait till tomorrow, but this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So don't just walk into church and say, okay, now I'm ready to worship. Uh, now, unless you're spiritually, spiritually receptive, like immediately, it probably takes at least half an hour, an hour just to get warmed up. You know, get your mind off the bills. Get your... Mind off all the things that happen on the way to church. Get your attitude adjusted from the things that you had been stewing on before you got here, right? Maybe something you did or said to your husband the night before. You know, maybe you kicked the cat on the way to church. <laughs> Hopefully not, by the way. <laughs> Please don't kick your cats, folks. <laughs> Nor your dog. Okay. Maybe that thing that your wife did on the way, you know, sometime along the way. It probably takes longer than the 30 minutes just for the fog to clear. By that time, the singing is probably over. You're halfway through the sermon. That's not really how we're going to worship God with our hearts. Don't wait till you arrive at church to begin preparing for worship. Get up early on a Sunday. Get up a few minutes early and say, God, today I'm dedicating my life to you. I'm dedicating this day, this moment to you. Prepare my heart. Amen. Why don't you listen to some positive worship music as you're preparing yourself to enter into the presence of God with other with God's people. Amen. Why don't you start a a couple hours before you you get here to church so that when the music begins you are already in the vein to worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. It'll absolutely transform your worship experience. In fact don't wait till Sunday. Why not Saturday? Hey, I'm. this is the weekend. I'm, I'm. You know, I live for the weekends. Why? It's an opportunity to gather with God's people and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. How about on, on a Monday, I begin the process of synchronizing my heart to his spirit, saying, God, this day, this week is dedicated to you. I will trust in you. I will worship you and thank you for your goodness. Throughout the week, reading and praying and listening, amen, to the Bible on tape or CD or however MP3 Come on, somebody. (laughs) Eight track. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Some of the young people have no idea what an eight track. That's all right. You can Google it later. Don't do it now, please. (laughs) Cassette tape, my goodness. What in the world? (laughs) Be prepared to worship the Lord. Can can I tell you I'm a little old? Sometimes I feel old. I'm an old soul. (laughs) At times I feel like an old soul. (laughs) My, my, my. Here's the thing. If everybody did that before walking into church, it would transform not only just your worship experience, but everybody in the room, your worship experience, the folks online in your living room, in your car, your worship experience. It would transform this church. It would transform our community. It would transform our nation. It would transform our world. Why? Because we place Jesus at the center of all things. another thing that might impede our worship. If you find that you're not able to really engage, if your heart just simply stays lukewarm, neither hot or cold, feel like you're just going through the motions, then you may need to clear some things away from your life that might be limiting, distracting your worship. What am I talking about? Well, Something else is first place. Maybe there's some unconfessed sin in our heart that we haven't turned over to the Lord. All right? Heart might be hardened. We might have a problem with someone. We might be bitter, angry at someone, and I carry that weight with me every single day. Well, not, nothing's going to change until I let it go. Until I turn it over to Jesus and say, God, I need healing in this area. I open my heart. I'm hurt, God. I need some healing in this area of my life. If I desire a life of gratitude, I must live a life of repentance. Repentance means to be sorry, make a change to obey God in that particular area of life. Can't worship from the heart if you're not obeying with the heart. You've got to be obeying. With the heart. God, is there anything I need to confess? Lord, is there anything I've allowed in place of you? Is there something I need to get right between you and with somebody else today? If so, go ahead and do it. Pray, ask God for forgiveness. Determine that you're gonna do whatever it takes to be right with the Lord, right with other people. You might not be able to worship God in spirit and truth, because something else has first place. Could it be stuff? I'm bringing this to a close. Could it be stuff, career, opinions of others? If that's the case, you really won't be able to worship God with your entire heart. Because here's the deal, there's only room for one first thing. There's only room for one first priority, one first priority in our hearts today. Worship encourages us, it lifts our spirits. When we are worshipers of God, we possess a heart filled with gratitude. And here's the deal, we can't attain that kind of peace when we're not obedient to him. True worship, it comes from an obedient heart. That's the kind of worship that's transforming. That's the kind of worship that is life giving. We come like that, which we value most. And today I'm asking the true worshipers to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Why don't we stand right now? As I bring this message to a conclusion, in a moment, we're gonna find a place of prayer. I'm gonna invite you to either come to the front to pray. We've got areas you can pray at the front, socially distant from one another. You're welcome to come up to the front to pray. You can pray right where you are, amen. If you're online, pray in your living room. But I believe right now, God is seeking worshipers, such to worship him in spirit and truth. When we worship Jesus Christ, when we elevate him in our hearts and lives, in fact, we desire to be more like him. Lord, I want to be more like you today. More of you and less of me. If I'm regularly turning my heart, tuning my heart into God, then that means I'm going to conform to his character. I'm going to be formed and fashioned in his image. I'm going to allow his values, his wisdom, his power to saturate my heart. It will transform the way I live when Jesus Christ is on the throne of my heart the more we lift him up and exalt him in our lives, the more we can be like him because then our priorities are aligning with his priorities. Our dreams and hopes align with his dreams and hopes for us. We become more like Jesus. I want to be more like him today, Amen. God, that you will convict us, that you will transform us, that you'll change us, stir us today. I want to live a life filled with gratitude. I desire God's peace in my life. I desire godly joy to be inside me. I want his strength, his wisdom to to flow through me. I want his spirit, amen, to overwhelm me. Today, that, my brothers and sisters, that is worship. Today, I want to worship him and worship him alone. Today is the day for the true worship to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amen. God is trying to move you out of your comfort zone today, deepening your faith in the Lord to cast away the casual Christian lifestyle that you may have had and embark upon a grand new adventure. It Will be challenging? Sure, but there's something to be said about taking a step of faith today and saying today I will worship you in spirit, in truth. The heart of a worshiper says I will trust in the Lord no matter what I see with the natural eye. I will trust in Jesus Christ no matter what is going on around me. Why? Because I desire to be a worshiper. As every head is bowed, every eye is closed, I'd like to share final concluding remarks and pray. Because I believe in this room God is challenging us. God is stirring us. God is trying to grow us today because he's reaching out to our world, reaching out to the church to say, hey, who will be a true worshiper of me? Who will be a worshiper of me in spirits? And in truth, today is my desire place you on the throne of my heart, to commit to follow you no matter what's going on around me. Oh, God, that you will stir us right now. Lord, if there's some things that we need to let go of right now, we commit to let go of those things. God, are there things that are holding me back from placing you at the center of my life? God, remove those barriers right now. I need, Lord, your spirit to saturate my soul. I need your power to make a profound difference in me. Search me today. God, help me be delivered from the bondage, delivered from captivity, whatever the chains that I have within me. Forgive me, God. Transform me today. I want you to be real in me. I want you to be Lord in my life. And so right now, God, I commit to follow you. I commit to follow your word and your ways. God, I desire to see you make me in your image. Transform me now, God. From the inside out, I surrender, God, from placing something else on the throne of my heart. I surrender to you. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, Lord, as I want you to be first. I want you to have the first priority. I don't want positions. I I just want your glory in my life. I don't want titles. I don't want to be recognized, but God, I just want you to be Lord in my life. Oh, that I could be a doorkeeper in your kingdom. Oh, that I could just be some fly on the wall, some small insignificant individual. But if I can do that, all of a sudden, I will allow your glory to shine through me. So transform me now from the inside out. I surrender to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, would we just give God praise right now? Give God praise right where you are. I'm asking right now in this room, there are people that need to surrender to the Lord. There are people that need to surrender to Jesus. Can you right now find a place of prayer? Amen. There's a spirit of repentance in the room today. I'm calling the church to repentance. Repentance now, God. Transform me now from the inside out, Jesus. I surrender to you right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, let's all, all praise God let's all pray right now the presence of God is in the house today the power of God is here let's all pray Jesus is in the building in Jesus name in Jesus name